Blog Talk Radio. Time to grab your Funyuns and your Mountain Dew. Geekish Cast Live is back. Hello, everybody. I'm your host, Jeremy. And joining me in the co-host seats today is uh, Joe from Joe on Joe. What's happening, Joe? Hey, what's happening, Jeremy? Uh, not much. Apparently, somebody changed the theme music while I was gone. I was just going to say, that's a new theme. <laughs> it's popping. <laughs> yeah. Uh, joining us tonight also from the upcoming uh, Fallout 4 podcast, The Nucleus, we have former camp counselor, now Wasteland Wanderer, Chris. <laughs> What's up, Jeremy? Yeah, I was going to say, like, I'm sitting here doing the devil horns and headbanging to the intro music. It was great. <laughs> yeah, not bad, not bad. And fresh off his uh, Western United States tour, we have Paul Vieira. What's happening, Paul? What's going on, fellas? Hey, hey, Paul. Same old. Yeah, so um, <laughs> these guys, we, uh, we just kind of took the energy down a bit there. Paul needs to do a bump or something before we go on the air. <laughs> I'm sorry. My computer was being a filthy whore, and I'm trying to figure it out. I'm here. Yeah, I'm, that, I'm ready. I got the okay, whiskey. Okay. I'm ready. Yeah. So, and joining uh, us awesome. is Paul with the filthy whore computer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> hey, just real quick before we get into our uh, get into our regular uh, formatting here, Paul did come by my house uh, this weekend and drop off an awesome Mike Grell sketch of Green Arrow. Thank you again, Paul. That was a hell of a birthday present. No problem, man. Yeah, really appreciated that. Uh, we've been gone for a while. This is our first episode back after me taking a uh, month-long hiatus and not giving anybody keys to the castle. And uh, <laughs> then last week, having a complete technological meltdown. So uh, thank you all for joining us. <laughs> no problem. I freaking miss so, you guys. Oh, my yeah, God. There's so many things. I, so many things to get off my chest. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure. Hey, so I was kind of thinking, so we're, we're kind of like a gang, so we need to come up with colors and hand signals now. Oh, That's wow. uh, you know, We don't need to do it on the air, just something to start kicking. <laughs> <out>. <laughs> All right. So let's it. go ahead. And, we're going we're gonna to get warmed up, kind of get our geekiness back on by uh, starting with our new – oh, wait, I'm going to try to play a thing. This is our new first segment, What Are You Geeking Out About Right Now? Warn a guy before you do that. <laughs> that is that is, that is that is a, that is a lot. That's a lot of yeah. production Can value. Can you tell I bought a I, I bought a new CD full of uh, free to use music? So. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, fucking 80s 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 um news clips uh, for 100 that, Alex. That's what I was shooting for. So we're gonna. This is gonna be a new piece where we just real quickly hit something that that you personally are geeking out about right now before we get into the the week's news. So uh, since it's a new segment, I'm going to let Chris, a new person to the show, go ahead and tell us what he's geeking out about this week. 
Oh, bullshit. I am not a new person to this show. I have been on here a handful of times. So I don't even know what That's you're true. talking about, sir. Uh, I was hoping we had a new audience listening. <laughs> um, so – that's a good question. Um, I, you know, and when you're talking about geek and pop culture, um, there's a, there's been a new um, Star Wars card game come out um, called Star Wars Destiny. Um, I've been playing the shit out of that. Um, it's kind of like magic with dice. Um, okay. Dude, if you are into trading card games, like fucking go pick up a couple um starter sets because this game is phenomenal. Um it has all your favorite Star Wars characters to play with. Uh Lobot. Lobot. Lobot sir. <laughs> he might be a support. Be well, careful when you say that. Max Remo in there. Yeah. Be careful <laughs> when you say that. Size noodles. Uh, size noodles. Actually actually actually, actually well. you know what? The the third the third set just dropped a um Empire at War. Um, and from what I've been seeing on Facebook, it, it looks to be pretty great. Um, but, yeah, that that's what I'm geeking out about right now. Um, it's a really phenomenal game. You should check it out. Oh, also, also I should mention, uh, not to do not, – not to not to plug myself here, but I'm going to plug myself anyway. Um, if you go on to Facebook and search Only Hope Gaming, um, we put out um, alternate arts for Star Wars Destiny. Um, right now we have um, uh, an old Ray, and the people who play Destiny will know what that means. Um, and coming up next, we have um, Daddy Vader and um, new Kylo Ren uh, alternate arts coming up. So go check out Only Hope Gaming on Facebook. I, you say Daddy Vader, and I think yeah. of different things. <laughs> okay, okay. Different so, things. As host so, of Joe so, on Joe. I okay, think hang of, on. I think so, of Daddy Vader. <laughs> Fair enough, fair enough, fair enough. Like so a role playing the, game, I play on my anniversary. Right, also role playing. Yeah. <laughs> Lightsaber marital age. So, so in this game, we have the 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 Anakin version of Darth Vader, and then the 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 Darth Vader from you know four, five, and uh, six. Um, they didn't call him Anakin um, for the young Vader. Because you can't play the same same time. So when I say Daddy Vader, I'm talking about Darth Vader. Got it. Gotcha. (laughs) So Joe, Joe, what are you geeking out about this week? Well, this week, uh, this week, honestly, I've been playing uh, Destiny Two on PlayStation. Oh, right on. Yeah, that's what I've. That's what's been uh, consuming me. I've been. uh, Yeah, I've been playing a ton of Destiny Two. They've they've improved the game quite a bit. You know, they they learned a lot of lessons from uh, what was probably an overzealous launch of the first game, and mm-hmm. it's a whole heck of a lot of fun. Understatement. Understatement. Yeah, right? <laughs> Have you, are you playing parts? Are you playing too? No, but I, I I keep up with um the game releases, and I I remember when Destiny first came out, and yeah. the the constant complaints that's all about it. <laughs> yeah, they've they've fixed a lot. I mean, they I think they fixed a lot of it towards the, you know as they release those expansions for for d1 but um d2 is really smooth like it's smooth and it's to, for my money it's got the best uh shooter mechanics of any any shooter game that i've ever played it's just so very, Lee very Harvey Oswald. Really, 
Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it feels like you're in you're in a grassy knoll, or or possibly yeah, even over a, in, in a in a an abandoned bookstore. Um, yeah. yeah, it's no, it's book depository. It's great. Yeah, it's I've been playing a ton of Destiny this week. It's so funny. I uh, I still am because I didn't play a ton of the first game. So and they don't do a really solid job. They make you learn the game on your own. They really don't do a great job of walking you through it, which is part of their charm, I think. Or they think. I don't know if I agree. But I got a buddy I work with who's a massive Destiny fan. So every day, basically, I come into work and I go, okay, here's where I'm at. What's going on? And he's ex- actually explaining the game to me. There was an entire planet I never visited and had no idea. And I'm like, oh, that's how you unlock half the game. You have to literally mm-hmm. unlock half the game by going to this planet and just playing the game. So I'm excited. Right. Old man old man Joe, as I was called earlier today, yeah. is, uh, is playing <laughs> Destiny. So. That's awesome. <laughs> There's a Kelly Rowland joke to make there somewhere, but I, did, I couldn't quite nail it down. Um, Paul, oh, what right. are you wait, 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 wait. Is that from Freddy versus Jason you're talking about? Well, that's wow. Person, she was but, horrible uh, in Freddy versus Jason. Uh, excuse me, that was a Destiny's Child reference. That Thank a, you. That was a Destiny's Child <laughs> joke, but yeah. Don't deny. I only, I only know. I only know from Freddy versus Jason. Yeah. <laughs> back. Oh God. Um, Paul, what are you geeking out about this week? Uh, I'm kind of just geeking out about, uh, so Hellboy's, they're coming out with Hellboy Omnibuses next year. I just read about that. So I'm kind of a huge Omnibus collector whenever there's one, even though I have like, I don't even know how many versions of Hellboy. So I'm like on a Hellboy kick. I've been reading them again, uh, the new news with the movie. So like Hellboy is like on my brain and I'm kind of like super geeking out about Hellboy, telling everybody about it and getting people to read it. Oh so. yeah. Hellboy's my kind of like geek out focus right now. Okay, yeah, I can, it. I can see that. See, I thought I had like three different things picked out. Um, one, I'd been playing Red Dead Redemption again on my on my projected screen, which has been yes. awesome. Uh, yeah. Nice. Um, How is that? Oh, I love it. Um, it's it's great. It's a great game, and then I'm playing it on a 110 inch projected screen with high def, so it's just amazing. <laughs> Nerd. It, Oh yeah. yeah, and then 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 I was like, you know what? There's been a lot of actor news. Like we have Dick Grayson has been cast, and Starfire has been cast, and just today Adam Strange has been cast. But and Hawk and Dove. Oh yeah, well, yeah, and Hawk and Dove. That's a Robin Lightfield connected thing in my head. Um, oh, here we go. Here we go with the Robin Lightfield. But but I just saw a little piece of footage of Rami Malek from uh, Mr. Robot playing Freddie Mercury in the Queen biopic. Amazing. And now I'm, yeah. I am nerding out over the Queen biopic. I cannot wait to see this movie. Yeah. I'm gonna watch um, I thought when they fired Sasha Baron Cohen, I thought nobody else could ever play that role. Oh, yeah, and then yeah. They hired me too. this kid, and uh, holy shit, you guys, uh, be a believer. It looks like the real deal. No, I can't wait for that. I, I'm a big yeah. Queen fan. Yeah, Queen's amazing. <laughs> Queen's amazing. Yeah. And I saw, I saw, I saw that footage. For those pictures, he looks just nails it. Oh, nailed! Yeah. I thought it was Freddie Mercury. Right. Yeah, yeah. Now, I, absolutely true. The first time I saw it, I kept searching around the site for, okay, where's the picture of Freddie Mercury <laughs> or of Rami Malek and Freddie? And yeah. I was staring at it, but I'm like, where's the new one? Yeah, it's exactly like him in that picture. Yeah. Oh, yeah, knocked it out of the park. I do have to wonder: the actor playing Brian May, does he get hazard pay for wearing that wig? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm sure it's not flammable or anything. Well, 
<laughs> well, I, that's what they said to Michael a, Jackson. Yeah, <laughs> if there's a pyro accident, I am sure we will find out. <laughs> oh God. Um, all right. So that's what we're geeking out about this week. Uh, yeah. Okay. Let's see. So now we're going to move into our top three news stories. If we had known Chris was going to be here, we might have gone for four. But um, oh, you're good. See. You're good. I, I got yeah. some things to say on all this stuff. Three. Cool. <laughs> All right. Well, let's go with um, well, Paul. Since since you put this list together and your your thing there is uh, at the top, like what you're really into, why don't you go ahead and tell us what story number one is? Story number one is uh, so they released photos of Hellboy for the new Hellboy reboot, and I cannot be freaking happier with this these pictures. So if anybody wants to see it, they're online. Just look it up. Um, I, I don't know what you guys think, but I think Hellboy looks like actually scary in these photos. And I freaking lost my mind. I like saw it and I kind of was like taken aback a little bit. So they released the, the, the date and they released photos of the of Hellboy and I'm just getting super geeked out and excited about watching this movie because I love Hellboy. It's one of my favorite comic book characters, one of my favorite comic books. So I, I just can't wait to watch it. And what do you guys yeah, think? Yeah, I, I think the picture looks amazing. It looks awesome. Yeah. Absolutely incredible. He looks savage and ready to go. Like I love it. I mean, I like. But I can't help but see Ron Perlman a little bit, though. Are you? Yeah, looking? that's what I thought too. Yeah. Do you see Ron Perlman or do you see Hellboy? Like they just make Hellboy look like Hellboy. Oh, I just yeah, you just see Hellboy. But I do see Ron Perlman in there a little bit, but he does look like a Mike Mignola drawing. Absolutely, I will yeah. give it that hands down. They, they yeah, just, he, I, he, he definitely. Yeah, he he definitely looks closer to the comic book um, in this reboot than than the other guy did. Um, which Ron Perlman is great for me because you know if you know anything about Fallout, he did the he always did the voiceovers for War. War never changes at the beginning of every game. Uh, <laughs> just to just to connect it to my new project here. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, th- I thought the new the, the pictures I saw, he definitely looked more like the comic book than Ron Perlman's version. If you see him side by side pictures, you can definitely tell the difference. Like, oh, I'm I sure. I still like yeah. Ron Perlman, but he looks more cartoony a little bit when you see it side by side. This looks just savage as hell, and I'm I cannot wait for rated R album. Yeah, I I do want to kind of hit their cast real quick because I was going down the list of people who are in yeah. this. Ian McShane. Brilliant. I would oh, cast him so in anything. Yeah, awesome. Anything. Yeah. But, um, hey, but the question as long is... As long Hellboy cocksucker. The question <laughs> is, would you cast him as the fucking shark in Jaws? I absolutely yes. would. Yes. Absolutely. No, no, because no, because he didn't get enough screen time. <laughs> well, but, but I would still try to cast him. Yeah. Uh, oh, Mila Jovovich. Just take my wallet. You know, you, you tell me it's in your movie. I'm, I'm going to see it. Yeah. Uh, you know, maybe maybe I'm showing my age a little too much there, but you know, whatever. Uh, no, she's timeless, man. She's yeah. great. Yeah. Sasha Lane. Yeah, yeah, Jeremy. What are you like, 50, 60 years old now? <laughs> I'm, I'm working on it. Give me. I'll get there. Oh, uh, Penelope Mitchell, um, Bob Dan- uh, Daniel Day Kim. So, I mean, they got some names in here. Yeah, they got a solid cast. Yeah. So, it looks like, you know, I was kind of worried when I first saw, like, who they were casting. 
that it was going to have a Netflix or a TV movie to it. But it doesn't sound like it. Okay, I hear what you're saying, but yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm excited. I mean, it's over a year, it's over a year out, but I just can't wait to see this movie. And, and seeing those That's two fair. photos, I, I, I'm feeling a lot better about it. Yeah. It looks pretty legit. It looks pretty legit. Uh, oh, then we got we got hit with some new uh, some Star Wars news. Another director fired from another Star Wars movie. Yeah, I uh, I think Lucasfilm. So <laughs> yeah, I think Lucasfilm needs to be a little more judicious in their initial hiring. You mean Disney? Well, Lucasfilm is actually an arm yeah. of Disney Films, but it has its own staff, its own people in it. So fair enough. <laughs> uh, I mean, Kathy, I mean, Kathleen Kennedy and her, and the working for her. Um, I am, I am brought to pause a little bit and bring back JJ Abrams, mm-hmm. which I have mixed feelings about. Am I alone in that? Anybody else here have mixed feelings about that? Uh, no, I don't have mixed feelings. I think JJ Abrams is a real, uh, he's a real talent. And he's got a really great sense of story. He needs to stick this landing, though. Mm-hmm. Um, I disagree with the the arguments that Force Awakens was, uh, you know, a, a bad movie because it kind of retread the, the familiar ground. I think the familiar ground was what we needed out of the Force Awakens mm-hmm. to reset the universe. So if he does that again, then yeah, I'll be disappointed. But I've seen too many good things come out of J.J. Abrams to be upset about this at all. Yeah, yeah I'm not well, at completely. Yeah, I um, agree with you. Well, let me let me say this real quick, Chris, and I'll let you put in your thoughts. Fair enough. So one of the first lines in The Force Awakens is, this will begin to make things right, which exactly. I honestly felt – was J.J. Abrams saying to the audience, just wait, guys, what you're going to see is a Star Wars movie. Everything you expect from a Star Wars movie will be in this movie. I do not think The Force Awakens was bad in any way, but I do qualify it as a remake wall, where it's a little bit of sequel, a little bit of remake, it's a little bit mm-hmm. of tying, tying a lot. It's almost like poetry, like George Lucas says. You know, It, it rhymes at the end of the stanzas. Right. If he does that a second time... I will be let down. If he makes a kick-ass movie, I will pat him on the back with everybody else. Well, I mean, yeah, that, I think that goes without saying, but I, I'm not worried about this. Yeah. I was more worried with the other direction. Because I was yeah, like, okay, Jurassic right. World was okay, but... <laughs> yeah, just turn one of their mothers into a sniper. Yeah. <laughs> I did not see that movie, but from all accounts, the descriptions of the movie that he that he released this spring, that movie is insane. Yeah, this is the devil we know. And yeah, the book, the book of Henry. Yeah, I don't know. I haven't seen that, but I, I'm yeah, totally I haven't seen it either. And they don't have high heels <laughs> in a long, long time ago. So, how is how is Ray going to run around away from the Empire in high heels? Well, Dale Arden figured it out. I'm sure she could figure a way out. That was the future, though. Uh, no, that was the 1930s. Well, okay, okay. I guess so. That was concurrent. You're right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So she could do it. I'm sure Ray could do it. Ray's pretty yeah, talented. I, I, I'm excited. J.J. Abrams yeah. is, 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 is a talent. He's absolutely a talent. Um, I do think he needs to um, figure out his second act of his career and start like really sticking the landing on a lot of things, but he's just a talent. Yeah. 
Yeah. So yeah, yeah I, I think agree. it's great. Yeah, yeah, I agree, but I am worried. Chris, what were you going to say? Well, you know, Jeremy, I, I, I'm torn between this announcement too. Um, <clears throat> basically, and that's, and that's it. <laughs> 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 um, that was a quite the pregnant so, pause. <laughs> I'm just channeling that's my that. inner Will Shatner. That's all. The adding trauma. <laughs> Talk about Star Wars. <laughs> um, so, the and and talking about Trek, the 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 first Star Trek movie that J.J. Abrams did was fucking phenomenal. I loved it. Um, I thought it was it was brilliant the way that he got around um, doing the same old thing or retelling an old story uh, with the time travel and stuff like that. I thought it was it was amazing, and and and. Basically, because the way that he did that movie, he could take the series anywhere, right? Um, but then you get into darkness, and he rehashes old shit. Trust me, I, I love, I love, I love Cumberbatch. Um, me and my wife, we love the, to watch Star Trek. I mean, not Star Trek, uh, Sherlock. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> I, I I love Dick Cumberbatch. Trek. He's fucking great. Um, but I th- I thought I thought him bringing back Khan um, in that context was just stupid. Um, it, it for me it was a movie where while I was watching it, I was like, yeah yeah yeah, this is badass. But then when the movie was over, I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> he's he's admitted he's admitted in in interviews recently, um, like in the last year or so. That he dropped the ball on that one. That, that they they mishandled the whole con reveal and all that stuff. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. So and, and that's refreshing. How often do you hear that? I, I uh, on a separate but related note, I'm actually right in the middle of uh, finishing a rewatch of Battlestar Galactica, the reboot. And mm-hmm. uh, and for spoilers for the show, it's you know now eight years old. The the culmination of it. I'm, I was hoping, uh, searching through message boards, that I would find a little bit more information about really what what was Starbucks, you know, like what was what were the real intentions. And to my knowledge, Ronald D. Moore has never come out and said it's, anything, it's, right? It's pronounced plot device, Joe. Plot right. Well, device. exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's in, it, not to get too far down that road, but it's a bad. They really bungled it, right? Yeah. And eight years later, eight years later, no one's ever come out and been like, yeah, we sort of screwed up, like. You know, we, we at least be honest about it. Like we originally were going to make a Cylon, and then we decided not to, and so we didn't have any ideas, and so we had to do this and we had to do that. Somebody, but I could not find. I've been scouring the internet as I've been watching these, and, and there nothing. must be There's an alternative n- fan theory somewhere. But no, they finally admitted there like, are. We we yeah, didn't have a plan. Theory. Yeah, right. but are, you know they all about it. But I want an actual. I want the creators yeah. to chime in and be like, "Listen, no, okay, they all they, we they did it. chime in. They chimed in and said we didn't actually have a plan. We just kind of kept going from cliffhanger yeah. to cliffhanger." Yeah, yeah. So I, I yeah. like I like when directors uh, look back and realize, yeah, they were Joel Schumacher did the same thing with the Batman movies, and I have total respect for him. So you're the guy. Well, I mean, it doesn't make the movie good, but I respect him for saying that he made, you know, he screwed it up. 
No, I, I see what you're saying. And I think you know, the biggest problem with Ender Darkness was quite literally that he, for a year, said, oh, it's not con, it's not con. Right. And I thought yeah. it made the movie better in my own head. I decided that that's not con. It's another one of con's dudes, like Joaquin or somebody, who took con's <laughs> identity. Um, I mean, Joaquin was the matter right hand But it doesn't I mean, matter granted, for con because con doesn't mean anything in that universe. So it doesn't matter to thing. anyone involved in the story that it's con. That was really weird to me that he goes, I'm right. con, and the I audience mean, reacts. I mean, technically. Yeah. Technically, though, the 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 time travel by Spock happened well after Khan was shot in the fucking space. So I get that. Yeah, um, but in the original series, they actually met him. They, they had a personal relation with him. Yeah. So yeah. when they meet him in well, part well, two, yeah, they go, but, but, they go, but, oh my god, he's back. This one is but, my name is Khan. It's like saying <laughs> my name is Adolf Hitler. But like, okay, great, your parents made a terrible choice in naming you. Well, that this doesn't thing, mean. I was thinking about that too. It'd be like if it was Adolf Hitler and everybody went, "Who's Adolf Hitler?" Right. I've never yeah. heard. Of, I've never heard yeah. of him. Like there's yeah. no, there's no, there's nothing in story for us to be. Oh my God, it's gone. Well, so it's just, just us. Just, just, right. Just to bring, right. Just to bring yeah. this all back to Star Wars, um, I thought J.J. Abrams' first um, outing in a Star Wars movie was was great. I enjoyed it in the theater. Um, my mommy took me to it. <laughs> I think that's legit. That's fine. I took my mom to see it. <laughs> no, sure. my mom took me to see it, though, not the other way around. <laughs> well, but, okay. Um, <laughs> no, but, uh, <laughs> that was another film where the whole ride, I was like, yes, 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 this movie's great. But at the end, I was like, wait a second. This is a rehashing of a fucking new hope. Like, what are we doing here? Um, that was a mashup. It was a mashup of all of them. I mean, sure. It, was, it really was a mashup of all of them. It had elements of everything. And yeah, I, I mean, I will always defend this because it, it, the last time we saw that universe for real, this is, that was the first sequel since 1983. We'd never seen a sequel since 1983 to those movies. As much Star Wars as we've gotten spoon-fed to us, we've never well, seen you, a sequel. Hold on, hold on, so hold that, on, hold on. How about the Ewok Adventures? Well, okay, since <laughs> 1988, I apologize. That's true. You're right. No, you're right. Caravan of Courage. Mm-hmm. Caravan of Courage set the bar for quality for the next 20 exactly. years. Exactly. And, and creepy was, Ewok touching human yeah. children stuff. It had yeah. been 30-some 30, well, 30, 30 years since we had an actual sequel. So... To take one movie and give us an action adventure, hey, here's it is, here it is. Trust us. This is how we're gonna we're gonna make this movie in real time, like in real world settings with real props and real people and the kinds of adventures you love, not necessarily trade politics. And this is what we're gonna go. I I, I think that's that was the only way to go. No, no. 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 Um, okay. I don't think so. Again, happening. And I, I don't think so. I mean, because, um, like I said, with the first Star Trek movie, he totally fucking turned the the franchise on its head, and I love the way that he did it. Um, but in the second movie, he Ray, and he did the same thing in this and uh, in, in Awakenings. Um, granted, it was good. Uh, I won't I won't deny that, but. 
that gives me pause when they say they're bringing him back on for this next movie. I got to wonder, like, how much more shit are you going to recycle? <laughs> I don't think give me a new, a give me a new Star Wars because, story. Yeah, give me a new Star Wars story. It's not going to be Return of the Jedi. He's not. He yeah. knows. That's that's where I'm at with they it. They set it up for that though. They set it up for uh, a rehash of Return of the Jedi. How, with Ray, how you haven't what, even seen the last Jedi yeah. yet? How can you do that? <laughs> with with, with with Ray coming at the end, handing uh, you know trying to hand the the saber to Luke. Come on. Well, okay, sure. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, <laughs> I, I I I don't know. I think. I mean, yeah, no, you're right. I, I mean, I, I, can't, I, can't, I can't remember I what can't. I said. I think I think it was a necessary way to go. Within the story, are there storytelling decisions that you know you could we could nitpick? Like, you know, uh, should they have found space to get Han, Luke, and Leia on the screen together one last time? Yeah, sure, maybe. You know, like was Han's death telegraphed? Yeah, it was pretty telegraphed. All that stuff. Um, but I just think the general tone of it, I, I was I was fine with it. I love that. Yeah, movie. me too. And, and I mean, like, granted, and like I, I was more Joe. I was. I was more fine with with the Star Wars movie than the last um, Star Trek movie. I'll, I'll I'll give you that. Sure. Oh, now well, yeah. the, the last Star Trek movie I actually liked a lot. The, so the did Beyond. I. Yeah, Beyond. I thought that was well, a lot that, of fun. It was, that, it was like an episode oh, oh, well, of the show. I'm talking about. I'm sorry. I'm talking about In the Darkness. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. yeah. But okay, so so let, we're gonna move on because I wasn't expecting this heated a debate over this topic. Knife <laughs> <laughs> fights and shit. <laughs> I don't know. Like, what? We're gonna, we're gonna, the geekish cast bar is going to be like you're going to buy your own drinks going forward. This, this hosting cocktails thing is too much. Um, geez. Oh, you know, Joe, I'm going to have you do this one um, because okay. this is going to match into a bit we're going to do with you. But we also, I mean, we lost a lot of people since we've been oh, gone. Yeah. But this week, well, this week we lost somebody that's kind of big for. Alan Moore fans in general. So why don't you why don't you uh, ramrod this one for us? Yeah, well, it's uh, it was big in, for comic book fans. Anyone who's enjoyed a comic book in the last, honestly, I would say thirty five years easily, Absolutely. if not even mm-hmm. forty years. Yeah, actually, no, forty years. Yeah, anyone who's enjoyed a comic book since since the dawn of the new era X Men, which is nineteen seventy five, you have uh, Len Wein to thank for it. Uh, Len Wein. Uh, Edited, was editor, and he was a writer. He co-created Wolverine. He co-created Swamp Thing. Um, he was the editor on uh, the X-Men, uh, like X-Men 94, the giant size all-new X-Men. Uh, he, um, what, uh, Justice Edited League. Wrote, yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, that's the, that's the one that was blanking. He was the editor on Watchmen. Um, wrote a ton of comic books. He passed away this week. He was 69 years old. Um, so, I mean, just going online, he, he started working on t- Teen Titans. He worked in Daredevil. He wrote in Superman Flash. Bernie Wrightson, they co-created Swamp Thing in 1971. Uh, let's see here. He worked with Ramita Senior and Herb Trim to create Wolverine in the, in the pages of The Incredible Hulk 180. Uh, Len Wein wrote Giant Size X-Men number one, uh, which makes him co-creator, co- yeah, co-creator of Nightcrawler, Swamp Thing, uh, in the 70s, he worked in uh, he worked at DC over on Justice Justice League. He did uh, wrote in Teen Titans, Batman, Outsiders, All Star Squadron. Like watch, like he just wrote everything. He was such a talented guy. Uh, he was one of those good guys of the industry, like like yes. old time caretakers. 
Um, you saw him all the time if you were at shows, at least out here in California. Uh, you had a baseball hat. He had a big, big, thick shock of hair, um, and and just a, just a talent. When you saw his name on a book, you knew that that book was going to be quality. Yes, facts. So it was a sad day. It was a sad day. He's definitely definitely one of the legends of the of the Bronze Age for sure. Oh yeah. Um, my my first my first introduction to Swamp Thing was. Uh, way back in the day with Elvira up all night um, watching the movies, which got me interested in the comic books. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that, that was, that was my introduction to him and yeah, he'll, he'll sorely be missed. That's for sure. That's a huge footprint that he's leaving behind. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Swamp Thing is one of my favorite DC characters and Wolverine is one of my favorite Marvel characters, so I mean, I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, just, oh yeah, same here, same you, here. You could co, you could co-create Wolverine and then just retire, like as far as <laughs> you, you don't need to accomplish anything else. Like you, yeah. you co-created Wolverine, um, yeah, it's it's great. Uh, I don't, do yep. we want to jump? Do you want to jump into that uh, that back issue pick now? As long as we're talking about Len. Well, you know what? Let's go ahead and do that. We're going to add yeah. a new thing where every week where Joe's going to have an old uh, comic book or a comic run for us to check out. So, yeah, let's go ahead and move into that one. Yeah, as, uh, as uh, Paul liked to call it, Old Man Joe. Wrote mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> comic books in here. No, I thought this week to uh, in, in commemoration of Len, for, for real, my all-time favorite Justice League story of any era is just as the original Justice League of America 100 through 102. And it was the introduction of the seven soldiers of victory. You can currently get that in the bronze age omnibus that uh, collects like uh, issue 77 through like issue 120 or something like that. Uh, it is a fantastic three issue arc. What I had it as a kid, I had it in one of those uh, DC digests. Do you guys remember like the best of DC digest they would put together? Are you talking? Those the black and white editions? No, they're color. In fact, I have got I got a different one, but okay. I still have mine. It's in a, it's in a box somewhere. But I've, it, they were like you know digest size, like Archie digest, and they they color reprints. And it printed. Yes, I do. Two. I had I had the Green Arrow one. I do remember them. Yes, it reprinted the one I had. It reprinted the, those three issues of the Justice League, and then behind it, it was uh, it included the uh, origin of the Red Tornado with the Tornado Tyrant. And I must have read that thing cover to cover. I'm not even kidding you a hundred times. <laughs> because when I was really young, I didn't have a ton of comics. That right. was just one of the few, like two or three comic books I had. And I loved it. And it's not a love that's just from, oh, you liked it when you were a kid. Like, it's a really cool story. Uh, the Justice League, and it's crazy. The Justice League, uh, they're, they're getting together to celebrate. And by the way, this is not in front of me. I haven't read it in a while. So this is all from my memory. They're getting ready to celebrate uh, their, like, 100th meeting. So it's, it's issue 100. So it's like they've had 100 meetings. And they have a giant cake that Green Lantern's going to cut with a giant Green Lantern ring uh, cake cutter when uh, the Justice Society, like, pops in. And there's a big alarm because there's a giant hand that's about to crush Earth. And they get a message. Starship Enterprise, too. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And they get a message. They get a message that. It all comes uh, back around. Yeah, that, that there's a mystery they have to solve. There's a, there's a tomb of basically the tomb of the unknown soldier, and they give you a primer on who the unknown soldiers were, and it, this was the introduction of them. And they were silver, golden age heroes that 
had disappeared through the sands of time. And so the Justice League teamed up with the Justice Society to go through time and find each one of the seven soldiers. And they had to figure out who the seventh soldier was because he was dead. And, and that would be the secret to how to defeat this giant hand that was crushing the earth. It was awesome. And it took three issues to do it. It was fantastic. Back then, they used to do a lot more with one issue or even 10 pages than people can do with a 12-chapter uh, arc nowadays. Totally. Yeah. Well, yeah, we'll, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, we'll, we'll get to that momentarily. So that is – oh, that's an awesome choice, Sergio. Thank you for uh, yeah. doing so, that. Yeah, so yeah. So pick that up. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. check it out. Let's do this now. I'm going to try the stinger one more time. We're going to go to Paul's pick of the picks of the week. But uh, first – <laughs> it just thrills me in so many ways to play that sound. Paul, we got a we got a Warner I'm brother first. Collect man. myself. All right. Uh, God, yeah. uh, pick of the week for this week is Defenders number five by Marvel Comics, uh, written by Brian McManus, art by David Marquez. Um, I don't know if you guys are reading this or not, but this to me is my personal favorite book right now that Marvel's putting out. Um, it is uh, good uh, Bendis. You know, sometimes Bendis does some things that aren't super, super great, but to me, he has the voices of Daredevil, Luke, uh, Jessica, especially Luke and Jessica, and uh, uh, Iron Fist down completely packed. This is a great story. If you guys like the show, uh, if anybody likes the show, you'll definitely like this book. It's just the, the art is absolutely amazing. Um, I just, God, I just love this. But every time, every I want to pick this every time this issue, uh, an issue of the Defenders comes out. Like this is Brian Michael Bendis doing what he does best. These street level dudes, to me, it's like I almost wish they bring back like a Marvel Knights line, edited and ran by the Brian Michael Bendis, just like Joey Q did when it first came out. And I just love it. You guys need to check it out. If you're not already, love, love, love the Defenders. Great, great book. Anybody reading it? Joe, are you reading it? Um, I've read the first issue. I, I liked it. I didn't. It didn't hook oh, me. It didn't hook me. So I have not been keeping up on it. I'm sorry. In, in my defense, Daredevil is my absolutely favorite character yeah. of all superheroes. So like anything, and I, I just he just nails Daredevil for me. Are you caught up? Are you caught up on the Daredevil series right now? I am. He's back in the red costume. What, what, yeah. What did you think? Of, I loved. I loved the uh, the Supreme Court storyline. Oh yeah. It, you want to talk about all these these giant events that change that are supposedly supposed to like the Marvel Universe will never be the same again. Uh, that Daredevil Supreme Court storyline really is going to have a huge effect if they keep up with it in the Marvel Universe. When you have your superheroes now and vigilantes able to testify in court without revealing their identities, it's huge. No more freaking... Spider-Man doesn't have to web somebody through a light pole with a note on his chest. He can actually go to court and testify what these people did. To me, that's a huge impact in the Marvel Universe. So hopefully they, they like, it's not just kind of like, oh, we did this, we changed this, and now it's just kind of pushed to the side. But yeah, that was a great storyline. Um, Charles Soule's doing a great job. I, I'm, I'm digging Daredevil, for sure. And how about your pick for next week? Pick for next week is um, Malar World Annual, and basically, I don't know if you guys, anybody knows that, so Mark Malar, he does this thing where he kind of, like, goes out and does, like, an international talent hunt for, like, 
lesser known, fresh, you know, creators, writers, artists, and then he puts out an annual stories with within the Malar world, like Huck, Superior, Empress, Nemesis, things like that. And then he releases a book with all these like unknown artists and um, and writers and all this talent. So um, and and pays them pretty well, if I'm not mistaken. And pays them pretty well. So yeah, uh, I just think this is a really great thing that he's doing. So I kind of want to bring attention to that. Like this is the type of thing that you do all the time. You know, you could interview the you know the, the Brian Michael Bennises and the Mark Millars, but you know they don't need any more spotlight shine on them. So I like it when someone using his platform to uh, give new creators and fresh talent, like, you know, the spotlight. And, you know, and some of these guys may turn out to be the next Warren Ellis and Alan Moore because Mark Millar gave them a shot. So mm-hmm. uh, I just think that's really important. I think that's awesome what he's doing. So I'm really looking forward to that. You know, I think anybody should go out and purchase these, these books just to give, you know, just give support to something like that. I think it's awesome. So I'm looking forward to yeah. that next week. I also want to point out that Netflix just bought his catalog publishing company, yeah. blah, 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 blah. Um, which every time I start to wonder, is the comic book thing almost over? Something like this happens. If I'm not mistaken, Mark Millar must write a new graphic novel every night after he goes to sleep. <laughs> 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 because he he turns out more work more consistently and at a higher quality than I am used to seeing people actually churn out at that rate. And this is um, and it could not have come at a better time with the announcement that Disney is going to pull all their stuff yep. from Netflix. So Netflix is kind of going to have a little bit of a superhero genre hole to fill. And they just filled it with this for our world stuff because a lot of yes, they did. I can I can tell a real quick story about my only interaction with Mark Millar on Twitter. It was right after I met Sam Jones, who played Flash Gordon, and I gave Sam Jones my copy of Starlight. Starlight, and I I told him I said you need to find out whoever's working on this or whatever they're doing, or if if somebody will option it, make Flash Gordon too. So, anyways, I wrote a thing real quick. Is it too much to hope that Starlight? gets made into Flash Gordon 2 starring at Sam Jones. And I get back from Mark Millar, it's already being made into a movie, thank you very much. And then he blocked me. (laughs) (laughs) And then he blocked you? Well, I'm assuming, you know, because I I cursed at him for like five minutes, but you know, whatever. Oh, well, you didn't left that part out. Joe, Joe, you've written scripts before. How dare you step on my storytelling, sir? (laughs) How dare you? (laughs) I just, I just, I was just calling into into question the, the why would he block you so quickly? That's all. Uh, well, you've, you've talked. Have you, have you ever seen hostile. Jeremy on Twitter? Have you never seen Jeremy on Twitter? Hostile. No, apparently I haven't. Apparently, oh. no. I'm busy making friends and influencing people. Yeah, clearly. <laughs> oh, well. That's, clearly, you weren't on you weren't on vacation. You were on like a, a exile. Like the internet gods came in and said, "You got to take a long time out." <laughs> They sent me out of the country for a while. Hey, I got to tell you just real quick before we move on to the topic of the week. I want to say to everybody that to be in a foreign country while Nazis are marching through the streets in America and Donald oh Trump isn't handling, isn't handling a nuclear war with Korea very well, mm-hmm. it's a very hard time to be around people in a foreign country. It's just not a lot of fun. Oh, I can't even imagine. Bro, bro, Trump's making America great again. 
Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. One one Ray, one white gonna... one white hooded at one white hood at a time. <laughs> oh no, they don't have to wear the white hoods. They can just mark it. Oh yeah, you're right. Now. They don't have to. There's yeah. what's what's there to be ashamed of? You they got the president on their side. Yeah. Yeah. Holy cow. All right. <laughs> got that out of my system. Oh, speaking of Nazis <laughs> marching through the streets. Um, guys, how about that Captain America? Secret Empire. <laughs> That's your new sound effect. That's your, you're welcome. Uh, <laughs> that good one. Yeah, you're welcome. Yeah, that's I, I, okay. I got it. That Secret, Secret Empire right was there. Secret Empire was terrible. It was the longest. It was the most drawn out thing to get to nowhere. Yeah, yeah. It was. It was a bad. It was a bad. And that's the thing. Like, unfortunately, when you you get mixed up in the the, the whatever the social politics are of he can be a Nazi, he can't be a Nazi. How dare you? All that stuff. It it overshadows the fact that it's a it was a poorly poorly done comic book and so you, you get all these people defending it be, and, and it's like you've never read a good comic book before because this is not one this is not a well done book no i you can get away you can get away with transgressive stories or whatever when they're told well see the previously mentioned alan moore you know yeah. he told a, he told an amazing story about uh underage girls making out with each other and, and effing each other right like yeah, but it's told, but it's told well, and people didn't scream, lock them up, right? There's ways to tell good stories that, that are transgressive, well, but wow, that's it was. So what did what, what did you particularly not like about it? Well, uh, every so if you take, I primarily read the main books and the, and the Captain America books, and there was yes. absolutely no flow from book from issue to issue of what the actual story was, like it. A hundred percent was relying on all these crossovers of books that I don't, and and I know that's an old tired trope. Like there's too many books for me to read, but even in that, even when you have a lot of crossovers, your main book has to do the heavy lifting of keeping people uh, up to date on what was going on. Mm -hmm. And that failed completely. The secondary thing they, the problem they had is Captain America when they when they go and they're okay, we're going to make him a Nazi. Fine, I don't personally. That's fine. Make him a Nazi. Yeah. That's that's a fun story. It's just a Captain story. America punches Nazis. WTF, mate? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but but they, I I think it seems to me that they quickly realized we can't have Cap do anything actually bad because people are gonna it's gonna stain him forever. So you end up having a quote bad guy that if you read the book doesn't do anything bad. <laughs> He doesn't. Well, I mean, he doesn't do anything bad. He doesn't even order. He didn't order the attack on Las Vegas. Like he doesn't do anything until the end when the real cap comes back. So now it's an obviously evil cap. Then he's all sneering and punchy and all that stuff. It was so poorly told. It was a poor. Let, let me let me ask real quick just to refresh my memory. Who did who did Captain America throw out of the airplane before he said Hail Hydra the first time? Jack oh, Black. well, Selvig, but then he Selvig was alive, though. No, he flew, oh, he, he, oh, Jack, oh Flag. Jack Flag. Jack Flag. Yeah, Jack Flag. But also, yeah. yeah, but Jack, one, Jack Flag was alive. He still lived. And yeah, two, he still lived. And oh, two, okay, I thought he was. Two, nobody cares if you could throw Jack Flag out of there. <laughs> yeah, I was like, well, who also, but also, <laughs> but also, but I'll, well, no, no, but I'll throw this out there, though. That story was told before they. Be, that was told, story was told 20 it, issues before they got yeah, to this story. Yeah, I yeah, think no, you're right, right, right. they changed it. I think they peel, pulled back. If they had had him doing nasty stuff, 
then it's a more interesting story. But it wasn't interesting because he didn't do anything. Well, he did so kill they, Natasha, didn't he? Yeah. How long? How long you think she's going to stay dead? No. So did you read uh, Secret uh, Empire Omega? Like the kind of the epilogue? Oh no, I have not read that yet. No, I apologize. Okay. Uh, that, so without, that came out this week, right? Yeah. So I read that it, without giving away too many spoilers. Uh, it, her death didn't last too long. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, okay. Of course. Yeah, of course. Like, I was like, you couldn't course. even wait until. <laughs> yeah. And, and I read, I, I saw Nick Spencer online. Who, he's, he's got problematic online issues, but he was saying something like, he was saying something like, I was telling an epic story over 20 issues of Cap and 20 issues of Falcon. Someone needs to tell him that the Watchmen was only 12 issues. And it told yeah. the most dense, the most dense, massive comic book story of all time. And it only took 12 issues. He took 50 some issues to tell this story. Are you kidding me with that? Like, yeah, and that's if you don't even count um, his other Captain. Oh God, why am I? Well, that's what I'm saying. That's counting. Falcon. That's counting Cap Falcon and Cap yeah. and Cap Steve Rogers, and then yeah. the ten issues. This, that's yeah, a, it's, it's, issues, it's yeah. close to fifty issues of a story that's just not. It's it was poorly told. And and as a matter of fact, Alan Moore even took a break inside Watchmen to let you read another comic book inside his comic book. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm just saying, you could tell complex stories and not drag it out over 50 issues, is what I'm saying. You could condense it. You could have done the story. It could have been slam bang, in and out, a lot of fun, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. To me, the more interesting part of all this is how, how – uh, the, I guess the real Captain America, I guess the memories that were made into a human being, Captain America, is going to regain the trust of society and everybody else from that. That's the more interesting. And thank goodness it's going to be Busick and Sammy writing that Captain America. So Spencer's off of the cat title. Yeah. So he wrote this. He just fucked up the kitchen and he's, you know, someone else yeah. got coming to clean it up. And- and wait, so so the the real cap now is just the memories from Kobik? Yeah, so when Kobik a... made the Stevel, if you will, uh-huh. she changed his whole history. She took the the good memories and all the good part, and she put that in her brain, right? Oh, which is the vanishing, which is all this generation thing yeah. takes place in. And then she made him like she made him whole, made him an actual turn his memories, the, the good parts of Steve into a physical being again. So oh, okay. the actual real Steve Rogers is the bad Steve Rogers. Okay, thank you. Yeah, that's what I thought. Well, this, this makes time travel seem simple. Yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's like the problematic problem. That's like the problem they had when, uh, when they did the New 52 and they had Barry reboot the universe making every single thing that was different about the New 52, whether it's, you know, the Clark's parents are both dead or you know, little changes to big changes. That's all Barry's fault. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So now technically evil Steve is actually Steve's body. So let's wait and see what evil Steve does. Yeah. Well, and then I would just like to say, and I'm probably going to spoil this because I, I did a real quick review of things today to get brought back up. Did you guys ever see that crappy Godzilla movie in like 1998? Where they kill um, Godzilla and then the eggs hatch and then they kill all the babies when Godzilla comes back to life and then they kill mean, Godzilla and then it shows a bunch of it, eggs. You mean yeah. see it on opening night with great anticipation? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The best yeah. part of that, the best part of that movie was uh, Rage Against the Machine, No Shelter Here. So that's the best part of everything. 
really. <laughs> True. Yeah. So um, I, I don't want to spoil this, but let's just say, like, let's pretend the people watching Evil Cap's prison snuck in a Hell Hydra at the end. Ooh. Yeah. It's not over, everybody. Evil Cap is going to be freed, and we still don't give a fuck. <laughs> I just Meanwhile, checked the drawer. Yeah, I just checked the drawer in which I keep all the fucks I have to give, and it's empty. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And meanwhile, those generations issues are complete wastes of money. What is the point of any of them? Yeah. It's, I don't. I can't really remember. They're and they all take place. So, bad. So you read it, Joe. So, so in Secret Empire number ten, there's it takes place in literally two panels. There's one panel where yeah. all the young, and then they disappear, and then they come back. Yeah. But if you read Generations, right, they show up in this uh, the vanishing time. The vanishing is what they call it, I guess. They 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 don't remember being in that 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 spot. Like right. they're like, I hear I was drinking coffee and then I'm here. I'm like, no, you were at the end of Correct. the Empire. Yep. Like it makes no sense whatsoever. It really I did doesn't. enjoy the Wolverines one. I admit I did like the Wolverine one because I like yeah, that. Yeah, that, that one wasn't that was terrible. Good. And I thought the um the Thor one wasn't. I thought the yeah. Thor one wasn't that bad. That was good. But for the but the for the most part, they're just they're completely throwaway. Oh yeah, you have no one. Let me tell everyone, you do not need to read these. Yeah, you really Unless don't. Unless you really, really like these characters and you just have money to throw away, then you can read them. But if you do not read them, you will not miss anything. Anything at all. I feel like I've, I feel like I've, I haven't missed anything already. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nothing changed. All right. Everything the status quo is back. Yeah. Guys, we, uh, <laughs> we are going to wrap up now because, strangely enough, an hour was long enough. Whoa. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah, look at that. Look at that. So, uh, Paul, if people want to find you on the interwebs, where can they look for you at? Uh, tweet at Paul Vieira seven nine. And Joe, That's if it. they want to, if they want to hear about Joe being on Joe on the interwebs, where can they go? Oh, you go to Joe on Joe. Uh, uh, you look for Joe and Joe on, on like iTunes and Stitcher, wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Joe on Joe Pod, Facebook, Instagram, all that stuff. Uh, we had a big announcement this week. I'm going to continue the show. Oh, he's going to say <laughs> like 10 episodes yep. left or something. Yep. Yep. We were nearing the end of the, we were nearing the end of the show because we're coming up on the end of the, of the actual good G.I. Joe cartoons. Yeah. But I've decided I'm going to do the DIC episodes. I made the announcement this week. Uh, so I'm going to put myself through that because frankly, no one else is going to. No, no one else. You're the I don't want to throw around the label hero, but I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> watch every episode of the DIC show and comment on it for the next year or so. So you're all welcome, America. That's fantastic. Hey, Paul, don't, don't laugh too hard, Paul, because that's, you're, you're probably going to be on a DIC episode. When uh, I have you on. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So Chris, if, uh, well, so when you're done being chased by a mass lunatic around a lake and then you go off to the post-apocalyptic, you chased by mass lunatics there. Uh, tell us a little bit real quick about the Nucleus and where people can find it. Oh, yeah, the Nucleus. Um, it's a Fallout lore podcast, but we, we plan on, um, you know, talking about stuff, uh, you know, within the community, like the New Creation Club. Um, look for our first episode uh, probably Friday. 
um, NucleusPodcast.com, um, on Twitter and Facebook at NucleusPodcast. And, yeah, that's where you can find me at. Awesome. So just to do a real quick recap, what have we learned this week? Nazi cap sucks. James Wood and President and President Trump should both be off Twitter, and an hour is long enough for this gang to get through an episode of the show. Everyone yeah. should be off Twitter. Yeah. So uh, yeah, it looks like we got it all covered there, guys. Geez, I'm I'm actually I feel a little left out that we didn't crash the hour and have to go into overtime. But uh, <laughs> when you got talent, you got talent, you got talent. The talent's going to provide, man. Chris yeah, made it took he kept, he kept yeah, it's because it's because you brought me on. That's fine. I think so, yeah, Chris. You're a delight. Thank you. Thanks for joining us this week. We I got love podcast it. pros on here now. They keep us alive. Yeah. Yeah, I man. I haven't, done, I haven't. I've done a, a podcast in probably almost a year. So yeah. <laughs> Thanks for bursting my second cherry here. There we go. <laughs> Wait a minute. That grows back. Yeah, it does yes, after it a does. long enough time. That's yeah, what my oh, uncle gosh. told me. Wow. <laughs> Wow. Shit. Sorry, everybody. I lost it on that one. Yeah. <laughs> well, on that note, you can find us at geekishcast.com or on iTunes. Hey, geekishcast. Uh, I do tweet from at the geekishcast. I am on Instagram, but it's mainly just to look at Greyhounds and Cosplay Girls. Uh, so, so long, everybody. We'll see you all next week. Cosplay Girls. Yeah. Yeah, guys. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good times. Holy cow. I guess I guess we'll hit the music and then close the doors, huh? Yeah, do that. And show some cosplay girls while you do it. Catch you next time. <laughs> Chris, nice to meet you, brother. Yeah, Good man. You, Cosplay girls. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, guys. Have a good night. Yeah, guys. <laughs>